When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, I'm Scott Soshner. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the Come On You Hatters sports business podcast, The Sportacast. See, now you brought good energy after uh, all of our guests over at the Indy Motor Speedway said perhaps you didn't bring all that much. Elio was like, eh, I, I re- you got to you weren't expecting, you, you tell me the truth. You were expecting him to be kind to you that you thought it was good. And he's like, eh, so-so, meh. Tough crowd out there. It, it is a tough crowd. By the way, I'm, I'm playing at 50% here. So just so everybody knows, we just had, uh, you know, you, you know, I don't like to do a lot of spring hockey. But the team was going to Nashville. So, all right, off we go. I, ju- I mean, like within the hour, landed, came back to the house. Here we are recording the podcast after when I flew down, what, thir- I drove down from Indy mm-hmm. on Thursday. So we've been playing, getting up early, staying late games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and by this Monday, we're out. Oh, I am tired, dude. I am tired. Sounds but, like a fall weekend for you. I'm surprised. It's, yeah, it's my body clock says October, November, but I mean, we're in May. And it, by the, in the craziness of the youth sports world, I can't tell you. I mean, there are, there are coaches who are putting super teams together and, and, and vying to win trophies in May and June. And I got to tell you, dude, I just don't get it. I, I really don't. We've opened up. Our team has not been on the ice at all. There's like optional skates, you know, once or twice a week if you want to go. But there's been no real, no tournament play, nothing. You know, some people go, some people don't. You know, for me, it's a bit of a drive, so I skip a lot of them. And we, and we open up 8 a.m. Friday morning against an all-star team from Ontario. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know not, we talk about this not, a lot, but I, it does feel like we should be doing a bigger something either on the sports. podcast or something else about youth sports. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm fine with it because I don't want to give the number because, you know, whatever. But what this four days cost me to bring three people to Nashville the hotel, by the way, it is mandatory stay. They, you know, they're in cahoots. This tournament could certainly end on a Sunday, but no, no, no. Semifinals and finals are Monday, so everybody has to stay the extra night because they have later games on Sunday. There's nowhere to go. So the, just everything in cahoots, the hotels, the tournament directors, the teams, and uh, I know the families, and we talked about it quite a bit. A bunch of the families, uh, the mothers and fathers and I were talking about the expense and how much we, we got our schedule recently, how much we're going to wind up paying this season in, in travel and food and tournament fees. And oh, by the way, you, you have to buy the, the jerseys and the equipment. And it, it really 
adds up. For all of the people who think that a college scholarship is the payoff, the, this is, the, this is the, the God's honest truth, that if I just had him playing rec hockey and I did not spend this money, but instead put it into a, a 529B, I would, after his four years of college, have money left over to do advanced degrees. That's, that's the reality. If you're looking at this as anything more than just have your kid have fun and a few things that pay off down the line, you are going about it all wrong because I am spending a small fortune on this stuff. Did you get a nice night out on Broadway at all? Did you, uh, did you have we, some fun we, in Nashville? We went twice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we went twice. We went to a really good lunch. Um, I forgot the name of the place. I think it was Luke Bryan's place. Hmm. Uh, and, and then we went to a bowling alley that doubled his live music venue, the whole thing. But it's, you, you know me, you know, I'm an old man at this point. Even you, I think, would get tired of it. Like every play, it's just the same. It's, it's the bachelorette parties, the music coming out of every darn door. The, the, the strip is just absolutely mobbed. So then we, we needed a night away, you know, quiet, quiet Italian dinner away from the craziness. So that's what we did. So we can transition here. One area of the, country, of the, of the world probably not having quiet days right now. Up yeah, in speaking of fortunes, yeah, speaking town. of fortunes. Uh, the last uh, championship team in English soccer to make the jump up to the Premier League won a pretty dramatic kickoff uh, or free kick um, shootout victory over Coventry City, Scott, over the weekend, securing that third and final spot to the Premier League. This game has a nickname, the richest game or most valuable game in all of sports because of the money difference between playing in top-tier English soccer in the Premier League versus the championship, which is the one level below it. Uh, I take it you didn't watch the game, but it's always interesting to talk about just how much is at stake here. I think a lot of people don't realize the difference between these two leagues, the first and second divisions in English soccer. What really got me was the amount of attention. And we've been doing this ever since our Bloomberg days. You know, we, we've been writing about sort of the most, you know, the, the, the most expensive game and, and most profitable game, all that stuff. But just sort of mainstream, and, and I'm going again, I'm in an ice rink, so I'm looking at Twitter, I'm reading sort of just uh, what I'm seeing out there. Uh, some mainstream folks and the sports business folks, I, I'm seeing a lot written about um, Luton Town Stadium and how you have to go through sort of a residential It looks amazing. To get there. It, it looks great. Yeah, it looks yeah. amazing. Imagine if they had a huge crowd going in there. I mean, it looks, it's a really cool experience, but the amount of attention that the Premier League now gets in the U.S., and of course, we know it's booming in popularity. We know all the teams want to come to the U.S. and play their summer schedules here. Um, I was just really taken by, I didn't have to search it out. And that's probably the first time. Like hmm. People were actually trying to tell me information about this game, the EPL, and what we're going to talk about a little bit too. So a lot of stuff on the Indy 500, which isn't the norm. I just, this stuff was showing up in my feeds from multiple outlets, multiple people, and it, it was cool stuff. I mean, there's things, you know, you didn't know, but when we want to get into the particulars, I mean, we're talking about over three seasons, this is worth $210 million to, to, to Luton Town. And, and that's, and if you, it, that's, that's the base yeah, that's case just broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's just broadcast. If you want to go, now. even if, even if they get bounced down after, you know, one season. You still got parachute payments. That's how it works. So let me ask you, if you are the owners of the team, do you invest this money on let's stay here? Or do you, hey, we're here. We're going to put this stuff in the coffers. Uh, if we uh, if we get bounced down, maybe we can come back up again in a year or two. Yeah, I think this is the great question, right? And this is the classic debate that everybody who 
makes this jump up the way that they operate. From what I understand, it is fairly rare to make this jump and suddenly spend a ton of money. And I think that's one of the reasons why very often the teams that that, that bounce up, the three teams, at least one or two of those teams get bounced back down uh, in, in the next year. Um, I, I don't know enough about Luton Town's ownership to know how much they have just kind of sitting around. In some ways, we're talking about money that they're going to get during next season, not ahead of next season, right? So it may just be money that they don't have to spend right now. Um, but yeah, the, the the Premier League, for folks who are curious, does not distribute TV money like the NFL, where every team, the richest, the best, and the worst, and the least rich all get the same check. Uh, the way the Premier League works is they distribute it in tiers, right? So even if Luton Town finishes dead last next year, as you said, it goes right back down to the uh, to the second division. This money, $120 million next year in broadcast money, plus those parachute payments, as you said, which are 70 to 90 million, depending on on how it all works yep. out. Um, but again, if this team stays up, if this team has a five or six year run in the Premier League, this winning this game this weekend is worth so much more than 210 million across ticket yep. sales, the media, as we're talking about merchandise, all this other stuff. Um, there's a huge opportunity here. Uh, and it's honestly, I mean, it's, it's funny as a, as an American fan, I love this, right? I love the idea that there's this much at stake. There are small teams that are not in the top division for whom they have these really huge, huge games, which does not happen in the D league or in the AHL or in, you know, triple a baseball. We just don't have that structure here in the U S and it gives team owners here in the U S a lot of financial stability. But I do think for fans, uh, this is a setup that I think is really great. I did see many, many times all over the social media over the weekend that it would make it more exciting. This is what the U.S. sports needs. And uh, uh, I'm not sure those folks really understand the mindset of the U.S. sports owner. They like the certainty uh, of the money that's coming in. There is zero chance. Like the closest thing you get, you're going to get to this, enjoy it, would be maybe the play-in games, like in the NBA at the bottom. You know, <laughs> Maybe that's the closest thing. You will never see U.S. owners agree to any sort of a relegation where you go down to a lower division. I mean, that doesn't even exist yet. They'd have to create the sort of the, the uh, ecosystem for it. But the value proposition for these owners uh, would simply disappear on the team. Like they like this asset appreciation that Kurt Bodenhausen is always pointing out year after year. Yeah. That would take a hit if relegation was a possibility. And it's interesting to see sort of the U.S. sports owners, whether it be the Bullies, the Josh Harris's, who walk into that world. And I think on a week-to-week -week basis watch the scores, watch the standings, understand the relegation zone and have to sweat it out. Like if you think you're going to get three points for, from one particular week and you get Zippo or you lose a game at home, you should win. The worry is week to week because of what we just explained, the difference in revenue from being in the EPL. And by the way, the last time Lutontown was in the EPL, it wasn't even called the EPL. <laughs> We're talking 1992. Yeah. So the EPL was not the EPL. And by the way, if I may, another, if I can, but it, it seems like just yesterday, that Leicester was champions of the EPL. The, this Cinderella story and, and the celebratory photos and videos you saw all over the place. Oh, Leicester back down. Yeah. Relegated. Oh, that hurts. And, and that we hurts. should talk to combine those last two points you made. We should talk about Leeds because Leeds, another one of the teams that was sent down, minority owned by the 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers, who have an option, had an option to buy the rest of Leeds at the end of this season. Um, I believe that option was essentially contingent on the team staying up, and now they have a tough decision to make. Is, is there a renegotiation that is happening or will happen? Do the 49ers walk away from the deal? Obviously, the price to buy leads 
uh, should be significantly less uh, with, with this team in the second division than it is in the Premier League. But to your point about how franchises and, and, and English soccer teams kind of rise and fall and the value de- severely diminishes, all of this money that we're talking about that Luton Town is making is essentially money that Leeds and, and Leicester are not going to be making in, in the next few years. Uh, so definitely cuts both ways there. Um, one other thing I did want to mention you said that they Luton Town has been in this division before. I think nine years ago they were in the fifth division, right? This is how, how quickly they made this jump up. The fifth division is also where Wrexham played this year. So I was going to say that's got me thinking Wrexham. <laughs> trying to put this in perspective, um, the, the the most successful possible version of this for Wrexham is probably a decade horizon before they even have a chance to slip the Premier League. But it is something that has happened before because because Luton Town just did it. So. A really, really interesting, and from what I understand, there were a lot of financial troubles at Luton Town before they started to make that ascendant rise in the past decade. Um, but again, there's there, there's a whole bunch of teams that are that are within that striking distance if you think about it in that direction. All right. Speaking of Wrexham, can we do this just for fun? Yeah. They got a couple of new sponsors in the past week or so. They do. Yeah. Right. This a little bit of a rig game here. I, I, you know, this this would be a way you kind of look around. You, a lot of teams that are owned by a certain entity that that have corporate governance over others or sovereign wealth funds. Like, wait a minute, this other deal seems a little seems a little iffy. They're overpaying for the value of the deal, things like that. Not pointing at anybody in particular. I know you're probably going to go there, but Wrexham had secured a new sponsor, um, and it's Ryan Reynolds' wife's company, Betty Buzz, a sparkling beverage company founded by Blake Lively. What do you, what do you know that Betty Buzz thought that Wrexham was the right place for a sports sponsorship? So the the largesse of Betty Buzz goes right to Wrexham. And I wonder what else Ryan could could pull off. I'm really curious, like what else he what else he could pull off with his ties, uh, with his connections. See who else he could bring to Wrexham. Yeah, and there's a, another sponsor there as well, a new um, naming rights deal for for the race course, the stadium there yes. in Wrexham. It, it is very clear that whether it's a company that has ties to the owners or not, uh, there is a commercial growth happening in Wrexham, right? And as, and as you know, and as many of our listeners know, a lot of the spending that you're allowed to do is directly tied to the money that you bring in. So every deal like this is potentially uh, a bigger spending opportunity also for Wrexham, which I continue to believe must be just financially on such better footing now than so many of the other teams it's going to be playing against in the fourth division of soccer, just because of the international attention and furor that 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 Wrexham got over the past year and probably will will continue to get. Um, but yeah, the, I, I saw a little bit of at least on Twitter some people maybe casting a little bit of judgment about Blake Lively and and, and her company being a partner here. If you think about the interconnected web of uh, em- Emirate uh, companies that are sponsoring Manchester City, for example, right? This is this is nothing new, um, and on this scale, so much smaller than what we have seen at the upper, upper, upper level of, of English and European soccer. Let me ask you this. Is Wrexham Wrexham? Is, is it a, a better story or a worse story? And I know, I, I know I'm looking way down the line. I understand this. Do I want to see, much like Luton Town and sort of its quaint stadium where I have to go through the shop and then the person's basement, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Do, I want Wrexham, do I want Wrexham in the EPL? Oh, man. I mean, cart, cart ahead of horse, as you said. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I, think I, I, I admittedly, but this is how my brain works. I'm like, is it a better story, Wrexham being where Wrexham is, getting a little bit of a climb, fourth, third, whatever. But if Wrexham is, is, you know, five years from now, if you and I are chatting and Wrexham is getting promoted, they find themselves in Luton Town's place. 
Do I want that? Is that is that the same story? Is that a good story? I think that's a great story. Pers- personally, okay, I, I do, I, right? I, I do think there's going to be some Wrexham backlash at some point where the lovable losers are suddenly going to look like the Hollywood-backed well, the, uh, yeah, the Cubs winning the World group. Series. group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not there yet, obviously. But I think, yeah, if this is... It's like Disney quality, right? Like there's the amount of Wrexham content, not just the show, but that will continue to come out, the books that will be written, the the other the, the documentaries, not just the show that will be made about Ryan and and, and Rob. Yeah, th- there's going to be so much Wrexham attention if this team continues this rise. Again, I think it's I think it's a sobering. The, the truth is probably sobering, right? That this is not making the jump from fifth to fourth is probably fairly easy when you get this influx of capital and attention and all that. But every single step jump up becomes harder and harder to accomplish. But yeah, I think if in, in, in a decade Wrexham is playing next to Man U and Man City in the Premier League, <laughs> I think that is a fantastic story, personally. Be- Betty Buzz with some fine champagne of Man U. All right, now, Joseph New- Joseph Newgarden. All right, yep. we were just running the, the Brink Speedway. You and I were on the track. Thank you, Cora Veltman, for taking a couple of first-timers and really showing us everything. I did not know, for instance. I really did. Did you know that some holes of the golf course were within the walls I did not. of the speedway. I did not. So you and I were overlooking the, you know, sort of the whole track. There's the golf course, three or four holes of the golf course that's adjacent to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway are inside the track. I mean, that's how big this facility, you can fit like Yankee Stadium, Dodger Stadium, you can put a whole bunch of stadiums. This thing holds 300,000. So we had a great talk with the president of the speedway about sort of your at-home versus viewing experience. I don't think this, this is not even a discussion in terms of uh, the events where sitting at home on your couch can be more enjoyable than being at the facility itself. And, and we talked about it with, with Doug. The um, th- There's a huge concert band shell inside the infield. There's an EDM concert going on during the game. Shaq is one of the uh, one of the DJs that's spinning spinning tunes there. And, and, and I can't remember if it was Doug or someone else said most of the people watching that don't even know there's a race going on, right? They are. Yeah, that was Doug saying that had nothing to do with concert. the race. Yeah, there's just some noise, background noise behind them as the, uh, as the music is going. Um, but you're right. One of my big takeaways from being there was just how big the, the whole thing is, right? You're, you're missing probably 80% of the action almost no matter where you're sitting around the whole thing. That's how big it is. And you're right. If you have a huge concert hall, four golf holes, all of the gasoline alley, the garages, the all, all of that inside. We learned, and, and we didn't get to this in any of the interviews, Scott. I thought this was so interesting. Most of the drivers live in the infield for about a month leading up to the Indy 500. It sounds like they have a whole lot of fun uh, w- during night times when, when everybody else clears out and, and they can have some fun on the track or on the infield. Uh, it is essentially like a whole town or a city uh, on the inside of that track. That was one of my big takeaways. Having never been, I've never been to a NASCAR race even, Scott, but having never been to an IndyCar race either. Uh, it seems to me this is like the, we can make it akin to the Vatican. This is the, this would be your racing Vatican, right? Of course, it's it's the Holy Grail there. Uh, and another thing Accor showed us is, you know, how do you know the drivers are around? Because the scooters, scooters. are there. They have the driver's <laughs> scooters. That's how they make their way around the whole place. Oh, Hey, don't, don't touch that scooter. That's a, I don't know whose it is, but it's driver scooters. That's how they make their, their way around. But Joseph Newgarden, uh, keeping in the family, full disclosure, a victory for Team Penske. For people who don't know, Sportico, of course, uh, part of the Penske Media Corporation. Now, that is Jay Penske, son of Roger Penske, owner of Indianapolis Motor Speedway, IndyCar, and who uh, was probably celebrating after the race. I'm sure he was. And 19th win, I think, for the Penske team 
Um, and for and first in in a few years since 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 Penske bought the uh, International Motor Speedway. So uh, obviously a, a huge one for for Joseph Newgard. It sounds like the race itself actually there was some drama. Oh, did, did you the watch end. the Did you watch the highlights? I did yeah, not. Final no, lap I, passing. I heard he made a big pass in the uh, in, in in two straightaways before the final uh, and and then held on. So I think if you're you know thinking about the way that the drama that you want to unfold in an Indy 500, I think the winner making a pass in the final lap is probably the equivalent of a, of a buzzer beater. And maybe that's a segue we can get into the, uh, to the Celtics here, but, but, but the equivalent of a, of a final second win in a hockey or a basketball game. I may be in the minority and I, you know, this is true years ago when the Red Sox came back from three Oh down and beat the Yankees. I was saying the entire time, I understand it's three, nothing, but the pitching matchup still favor the Red Sox going the rest of the way. I would not be surprised if the Red Sox come back and win this series. And we all know what happened there. Now, again, I, I didn't think for sure. I wasn't as strong in my belief. But I, even when the Celtics went down 3-0, I was, not, I was not convinced that series was over. I thought the Golden Knights would have finished off the Dallas Stars. <laughs> now, unfortunately, those games are, as we record, both of those games are tonight. So we do not know the outcome of the series. What we do know, regardless of what happens, the league and the network partners are thrilled because there was really setting up there all these sweeps. Where people like to talk about, oh, which market size and which teams and David Stern years ago with Lakers versus Lakers. I get it. You want big markets. But, I mean, even if you had Lakers versus Knicks, Lakers versus Knicks, a sweep is not as good as smaller markets, game seven. The, what you do not want is four games. You want at least six, and you've got that now in two of the series in the NHL, Dallas and Vegas. I know we're just waiting to see who's going to play Florida, and it doesn't matter now. You've, you've got a, a game seven in the NBA. The networks are happy. The sponsors are happy because it was not a sweep. That's the important thing people need to understand. It's the number of games matter more than which teams are involved. And, and you flicked at it, but we can hammer it home. Think about where we were a week ago. The the Nuggets swept to to, to advance to the out of the Western Conference. The Florida Panthers swept to advance out of the Eastern Conference in the NHL. And both of the other two series were three zero. There was a chance that we could have had all four NHL and NBA semifinal series go four games. And and that is and, and we're not exaggerating here. That is a disaster for 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 yeah. Turner and for ESPN, which are partners with both of these leagues in the playoffs. So uh, really happy people that this this NBA series went seven. I'm sure there's people that are rooting that this NFL's NHL series also goes seven just to off, uh, offset for the other one. Sure, the, having the Celtics in the finals is probably better than having the Miami Heat just from a national standpoint. But you're absolutely right. The thing that they care about more than anything is not having, not having four-game series. Um, and, and we can talk a little bit about the, 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 the NHL right now. I know you wanted to get into Turner is going to have the Stanley Cup finals for the first time under this new seven-year partnership with ESPN and Turner sharing NHL rights. Um, I believe it was on the ABC last year, but that's going to have a significant impact, I think, on the viewership for NHL, having these games, the Stanley Cup Finals games, when it does start, having them on Turner's networks, TNT, I think, primarily, as opposed to Disney's networks, which could either be the ESPN networks or could be ABC. You know, I'm, I'm all over the Twitter here. Uh, so it uh, I, I look at the Twitter and I'm like, what's going on here? NHL broadcast ratings. This is from Alan Walsh, agent at Octagon. NHL broadcast ratings for the, se for the regular season. 
Game broadcasts on ABC average a million viewers. ESPN averaged 583,000. Uh, uh, 629,000 were not directly up against the NFL. And TNT averaged 364. That is a wide margin, a huge difference. And I understand where you want multiple people, you know, multiple networks in on, on, your, uh, on your broadcast. I wonder if, I'm just wondering if the NHL tried to say to the NHL, uh, to uh, Turner, you know, how about you get the semifinals? <laughs> you know, we, we'd like our finals on the widest possible distribution, ABC, ESPN. But I'm, I'm curious to see if you do get, well, actually, it doesn't even matter at this point, Vegas or Dallas versus Florida, not the biggest markets. We get it. Uh, and if it's on TNT, what the numbers look like and sort of what the response is by sponsors and league partners. Yeah, I'm trying to, re- to remember. I believe ESPN is getting four of the seven um, Stanley Cups within this seven-year run for both of these contracts. I believe ESPN also is paying uh, quite a bit more because they're also getting way more games uh, to broadcast, especially on ESPN Plus uh, relative to what TNT is getting. But sure, I think one of the big calculations, and we talk about this a lot, Scott, right? The, the reach versus money. I'm sure the NHL was thinking about, hey, we're going to do this deal, um, and it means that almost half the time under the seven-year contract, Turner is going to have the uh, have the Stanley Cup Finals. So we'll see what the actual numbers are when we get them. But again, I'm sure this was a, a very much a calculation by the NHL to understand which platforms are going to give the most reach, which platforms might be willing to pay more than others for some of these rights and trying to kind of thread that delicate balance between the two. Can you hear the hat, the cat screaming in the background? Oh, I, I, I hear Otto. Otto yeah. is just, Otto, not a we, fan. We, we, no, no, no. Yeah. Thoughts. He's like, no, ABC, ABC. <laughs> I, my, my Lord, <laughs> we go away for a few days. This cat loses his mind. We come in the house and he's just screams for a good half a day. He's so happy. We're back and he wants all the attention. So he is Otto. He is not on the Twitter. He is Edmund Novi Williams on the Twitter. Novi underscore Williams. I'm Scott Soshnick on Twitter at Soshnick, our producer. Thank you very much. An extra thank you to Matt Whitehurst, our digital media editor and our indie speedway tour guide, Cora Veltman. She loves it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.